Welcome to Immigrate. Welcome to a space where you can be vulnerable, a space where you're not going to be judged, a space where you can be authentic. And my hope and desire is to inspire and motivate everyone that click onto this podcast. So welcome to another episode of Immigrate. Happy holidays, my friends. Happy holidays. My voice sounds a little bit hoarse because I've been, <clears throat> my sinuses has been knocking me down, but happy holidays from the immigrant family. And I hope you guys are having a wonderful holiday. And as I, as I said, my season one podcast is coming to an end and I just wanted to just do something different and something special for my listeners. <clears throat> who are here and who always tune in to listen. I know I've been missing for a while, but I do it intentionally because when I drop this, this is going to be so much knowledge and so much information for us as listeners. And as we embark on season two, we're going to go into some deeper issues and deeper stories and the stories only get better. So thank you and welcome to Immigrate. Welcome to my podcast. Yes, so I have this wonderful guest. I don't know. I think at this point, we're like family. (laughs) There you go. We've been on each other's platform, and I'm so delighted to end my podcast. Not ending altogether, but end season one Uh with her, with us just talking about digging into a little bit of what immigrate means to us as a Christian. Mm-hmm. And it's not going to come from a basis where we're talking about immigration, but we're talking about how us as Christian are mm-hmm. immigrated. And welcome, Jen, to my podcast. Thank you so much, Tasha. It's great to be here, finally. Finally, indeed. So as I um, I did some script, tell people who are you before we start, like, Who's this lovely lady? So first of all, I love God. I love my husband and I love my little one. He's 16. (laughs) And um, I'm a sister, mom, aunt, cousin. You know, I'm all of those things. Mentor, coach, counselor, teacher, trainer, speaker. I'm all those things, but I really love people. That's really at the heart of who I am. Right. Sweet. I love that you said you love God. And that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, let's talk about being immigrant. What, 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 what the word, and this is just going to be a casual conversation. Usually mm-hmm. I'll do this by myself, but who not better to do it with Jen? Cause we have this conversation constantly and mm-hmm. I feel like let's do it officially on a podcast. So <laughs> what does the word immigrant means to you when you hear it on a Christian perspective? Hmm. Yeah, it really, uh, even as the the secular view talks about immigrant, of course, we are immigrants as well, but it, it really talks about being a stranger residing in a different land. Um, it, it talks about how we're not citizens of this world, right? The Bible talks about that in Leviticus 19. And we're strangers. We are nomads, if you want to call it. We're passing through 
that's that's my idea of immigrate as it relates to the Bible, um, because that is true on a visceral level, but on a on a just a day to day level, I don't think we really understand what it means to be a stranger, what it means to be different, and um, traveling through because we we think this is so permanent and it's not. I love how you touch on that because it's so true. I have been studying and um, first Samuel's and I'm into second Samuel's now. Mm-hmm. And he talks about David a lot and Saul, right? Mm-hmm. And how David was, was um, called by God before even Saul knew that. And the fact that you touched that with the fact that as we're immigrated daily, yes, David's sir. life was daily he's immigrated and immigrate to me and i love how you put it because immigrate is very very people normally put it in terms of immigration person you're new you're all Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. but the the reason i touch on david because i you remember the story with david when david went to saul and he decided okay i can get rid of the giant Mm-hmm. he was yes. new right sure he, he was extremely david was a what a shepherd right sure. shepherd and boy it, exactly and there yep. you go a boy and 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 people probably look at him and be like where's this guy come from like this is where the boy come from he can't do anything and the, and his daily life was already immigrated and what i mean by that is he was already doing the work to prepare sure. for that that's right Right. So how do you think those that being immigrated affect you daily? How in, in a Christian mindset? Well, I mean, it's we really it that that whole dichotomy of being in the world, but not of the world. That's a real I, I call it an art and science. Like it really you really have to be uh, one of my coaches says intentional, purposeful about your value system. I mean, and and that it really I think um, you get tested daily around who you are. If you say you're Christian, you you constantly have to be uh, connected to God in every way, whether you're at a secular job or you're in the community or wherever you go. That's you. You don't say it and say, "Oh, I'm a Christian." You show up. You live it. And so for me, that is an art and science of even doing business. You know, because I have my own business and it just it's 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 the first thing that I think about that leads me into anything. And many times I've had to say no because of my stance, my immigrant stance of being a Christian. And, and it never is, it's never a loss. It's just learning. Like I'm not, I'm not like the world. I'm not better than the world, but I'm not like the world. So that means my value system, my, my decisions, the things that I do, the things that I say, the places that I go are completely the antithesis of the world. That takes intention and that takes purpose. Um, and it takes practice as well. I love how you said we are in the world, but we're not off the world. And we're not coming here saying that we're better than anyone. That's not what we're saying. No. We, as a Christian, you are immigrated to become a citizenship of the world, but you're a citizenship of heaven. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And yep. as you said, our walk, our talk, 
the places we go, the people we interact with. When David, again, I'm going to stick with that because when David was decided or when he got to, I forget the place, I think it was, I don't remember, but anyway, we don't want to, anyway, when he got to the place where they want to kill the Goliath, everybody was like, Father Gaston, what are you, what are you doing here? Mm -hmm. Right? He was just a shepherd boy, as we mentioned, right? Yes. But he was in the world, but not of the world. Correct. He was citizen of heaven he went he went there with a mission he went there with a call and i think that as as christians we have to understand that we are off we are called for different things our mindset has to be different or Mm -hmm. or the way of life as you said the things we do you're as you said you readdress something that you're a businesswoman but you're also a wife but you're a christian it makes mm-hmm. and then when we do things, we do them differently. So with that, which scripture do um brings you come to your mind when you talk about immigrate? Wow, <laughs> you know so many. Um, I it's a biblical perspective on immigration. That's when you when you ask me to talk about this podcast, I have to go back where we are all created in the image of God. That's number one, right? So whether I'm in the world, I don't look down on people because they're quote, not Christians. I was one of them before, but my basis foundation is Genesis 1, 26 and 27, which is how I, which is the framework of how I treat everybody. It states that all individuals are made in the image of God. Like there's no, uh, I can't treat anyone differently because they are not Christians. On the other hand though, all the biblical principles related to immigration issues are found in Deuteronomy 10, 7, 17 to 19, and then Romans 13, 1 to 5, which show that the Lord calls us to be subject to governing authorities, which is something that I, you know, I've had some friends who are, you know, who argue about that. But he also wants people to care for the foreigners. We we are to be people of justice and mercy. We are called to be hospitable for immigrant neighbors in Deuteronomy 10 where God commands his people to love the foreigner because they were once foreigners in Egypt. So as God talks to us about these things, we have to really take a hardline approach to invoking these scriptures, not just on a, on in the Bible, on the pages of scripture, but to live them out, to be obedient um, to mm-hmm. all governing authorities. I mean, talk mm-hmm. about, you know, really living and walking the walk and talking to nothing that's sinful or you know, incorrect or wrong. Sometimes you have to test those authorities um, mm-hmm. when they're doing wrong. But you have to understand that this is the this is the calling of God, and that if He calls you to live in a hostile pagan society, which we are living in, then your fruit have to be even more plentiful in those environments, even more so, because we're not we're not of the world. I love how you said how we have to be hospitable to people. And for me, that's one of the things that I think I've called to do because I'm not saying I'm always happy to help people, but I, I, I'm I, so even at work, I'm new to this job mm-hmm. and I've shared it so many times on this podcast and people are like, you do the things that nobody wants to do. Wow. I said, that's really cool. That's, that's. I say you're like Jesus with skin on. That's what that's what I would say about that one. Mercy. And I said, like, what do you mean I do the thing? Because I will be willing. Mm-hmm. To, I was like, 
one, I mean, I was like, in the back of my head, I'm like, will I change after three? You know what I mean? And sometimes yeah. you get the thought of like, oh, let's, you know what I mean? And I was like, but I genuinely like to do it. Nice. And, and they're like, wow, Tasha, you, hopefully you don't change. I said, like, I don't, because for me, uh-huh. I genuinely like helping. I genuinely like Good. to be hospitable to people. That's I'm right. not saying it always come off nicely. Because mm-hmm. sometimes when you're overworked and you're burned out, it does come out um, incorrectly. Or you might behave badly because of something <laughs> someone did to you. You're not perfect. Yeah, I know. I was yeah. listening to a, because at work, that's one of the blessings. I get to listen to sermons. Okay. So I'm listening to um, this sermon, um, not sermon, but a podcast. And um, I think it was Kirk Franklin. And I forget the young lady that was interviewing her. And Kirk Franklin said that, you know, as a Christian, we still have things that we're working on. Always. Always. Right? We're never, the world wants to make it seem like as a Christian, you gotta be this, 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 this. But God did not say we should be this, 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 this. Mm-hmm. He wants us to be this, 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 this. Because we need to be like him. But it's it the pressure that we put ourselves as Christian that mm-hmm. we don't even try to do one. We try mm-hmm. to be perfect at everything and we're mm-hmm. not even perfect at even one of them. That's right. right. That's right. And it's one thing I try to do. Everybody I meet need to have the same energy mm. all the time. And if we as Christians or we as women or men or whatever, think that when we meet somebody, they must still see the same energy. Yes, mm. your energy might be off, but it must be consistent. That's right. That's it. That's the, that's the, that's the, I say that's the secret sauce of being sustained as a Christian, as a worker, as a person is if you're not consistent, people see right through you. I mean, um, you know, my son was looking at my husband the other day and my husband is, is he's the investor in our family. He loves to (laughs) work on the numbers. And, and my son said something, he said, mom, I have never met such a consistent person as my dad. And I was laughing because I'm like, how did he, because his dad does the same thing all the time. You know, he sees him doing the budget. He sees him invest. He sees that same responsibility that my husband does. And I just laugh and I'm like, imagine him saying something like that. So I think that people see right through you, especially on in the workplace when there's, when you're in a place where there's you know, non-Christians, you really have to, uh, you know, I say cultivate that relationship with the Holy Spirit because he's the one that's going to give you the power to be consistent. Like, mm-hmm. like on my own, I would not be consistent. Like there's no way. But you cannot. With help, yeah. With his help, you know, I, somebody you say the best prayer you could say is help me, Holy Spirit. And he helps you because he, he, that's why he was left here to help you. That's why he lives in you to help you. So, uh, so if you don't ask him for help, how would he know? He's a gentleman. So he doesn't just barge in. You have to say, help me. And it's a really simple prayer. And it, it, it reminds me of a child when they are my little son, when he was trying to tie his shoelacings, he, he couldn't do it. He just said, mom, please help. That's where I think the dependency comes in. And that's where we are 
you know, really, really different in that it's upside down. We, I was reading this little devotional by Richard Foster, and it, it talks about how we as Christians have to have helplessness, whereas mm. in the world, in the world, it's quite the opposite. Mm-hmm. You got to know what you're doing. It's like, you don't know to do that. You know, you go to your job and you're like, you know, you don't know to, how to do that. It's almost like you're self-sufficient, whereas in the Christian, it's, you have to be helpless, yes. which I found that to be very interesting. Mm. And, and, and it's not, it's not, I'm, I mean, I feel like the pressure to, of one be perfect, mm. you know, and we don't think we're getting the immigrated part. Um, We're not moving from that because being immigrated, it comes with a lot of things. It comes with a detailed way. Our mind, our body, our soul, we are in the world as Christians. But I feel like sometimes, and I I was like that. I taught being a Christian, I had to be perfect. Oh. I had to go by the books, Dave, mm-hmm. and um, strictly the, you know what I mean? But one mm-hmm. thing I have, I've learned over the years by re-evaluating myself with Christ and getting to know him personally. He didn't, he don't want us to be perfect. But he wants us daily to take the things to him that we we so hardly struggle with, right? Absolutely. And, yeah. and, and that's one of the things we have to understand. Being immigrant mm-hmm. or being an immigrant or whatever, but immigrated, it starts from our mindset. Absolutely. If we can, if we can change that and mm-hmm. we know as a Christian that that want to make us more pure, and mm-hmm. give us and live in an authentic and transparent lifestyle, mm-hmm. then that alone is just that's what God wants. Be authentic. We can't yeah. fake it. We can't be someone else, as you said, mm-hmm. or you know, because that's not what God wants. That's right. That's right. You know, as we're wrapping up, what does the word immigrant mean to you? I would say, you know, I've been in this country for over 35 years. And when I first came, it was so overwhelming. But I think for me, the statement that creates just the the, the best way to, to, to interpret this word is to create a community of welcome, you know, to welcome the welcome, just a welcoming, hospitable, I'm going to go back to that word, uh, yeah. a place of warmth and compassion, a, a place of welcome. That's what it means to me. I I love that because you you and you can't do that just by you have to be you have to have that. We keep using the same word. We have you have to be consistent and doing those okay. things. We have to change our mindset. We have to understand that once we change our mindsets, then these things will come in place and people will want to be around us. And Correct. People, you know what I mean? And, yes. and that's how the hospitality comes in and yes. and someone like oh I don't want to who's that person right right um it's okay too people always have things to say <laughs> yes right especially yeah especially as a Christian and you're learning different traits of who God is yeah it might not work with someone else because they they don't see God in that eyes you know I was listening to this girl one time singing and she says I see God as a comedian Oh dear, I can tell her that's not true, right? Right. But it's how we can see God mm. in our own eyes and how God can reflect in our heart. And mm-hmm. I feel like this conversation was so refreshing and a reminder for me 
that I need to continue to be in the hospital person because that's what God wants us to be because right. we're in the world and not off the world. And right. because of that, we need to have a little salt. You know that little salt that puts in everything? Yes. And it you deserves, give that flavor. Yeah, that, yes. yes yeah. Yeah, and it not gives too that, much. Not too much. Exactly. You know, yeah. you're making some nice stew and it's like... Yeah. Oh, it missing something. Taste this. I know. I know. I and know. And then you tip a little bit salt and it's like, mm-hmm, there you go. <laughs> yeah, yes. you remind me of, of uh, just for the first time I made fish chowder this weekend because it was cold. And I was like, you know, I just want to make comfort food. I had that in a while. And I yeah. just made some chowder and there was a lot of ingredients. And and you're right. When I added that tip of, tip of salt and I put all kinds of stuff in there. And my husband said, and I put some cream and coconut milk. And he said, mm, this is yummy. And I said, it, is it too salty? He said, no, it is perfect. So that saltiness, that, 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 that right amount of salt was the perfect way that it was so tasty. This is how we are to be, that we don't get so dogmatic in our approach around unbelievers that they don't even want to be around us. So that's too much salt. And that we don't want to be so under the radar or shrink back, which is not enough salt. We just want to have just the right amount of salt. Exactly. And 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 we don't even know what that looks like. It could be That's a right. little... It, we don't know what it looks like, but whatever that looks like in the eyes of anybody, I always say is like, these talks are always inspiring to me because it's all it's also true my heart. And to have you to come here and we can just talk about these things authentically and let people understand that we're not called to be perfect. And I say that so much in my podcast. Mm -hmm. We are not called to be that person, but we're called to do the things that God has placed on our hearts. And whatever that purpose is. I know you are you are you are you already know what your purpose are and you've been blessing Absolutely. so many people. You have blessed me so many times, your mm-hmm. posts on social media. But I'm like, as as we wrapping up, and then where can people find you on social media to inspire them? And even in business wise, I said, you know what, as a Christian, these are some of the things I do. Or even if it's not Christian based, but where can people find and what are you doing? I know you so- touched on that a little bit earlier but thank you tasha i am i'm inspired by you i mean you're i you know i know a little bit of your story and you came out uh, so brave so courageous so confident in your ability to to share the gospel through podcasting to this very unique space i feel you know immigration you know, immigrate i just love the name of your podcast i have it queued up on spotify so i listen and i hear your new guests they could find me at Jen Inspiring Coach. That's my handle on both uh, Instagram and Facebook. I also have a website, Jen Inspiring Coach. I also have a monthly blog. And I am I work with uh, nonprofits, faith-based organizations, and community-based organizations. I've shifted my business because God has called me to the immigrants. I, I'm working with refugees currently, um, Ukraine, mm-hmm. Ukrainians. So I have to learn their culture. Talk about immigration i have to learn their culture who they are what they like how they do things and i'm teaching them about financial literacy and that's really you know again 
being hospitable to individuals who who are who just came here and have no concept about America. So I feel like if God is prompting my heart to just get into the space of being hospitable to everyone, whether they know him or not, that is mm-hmm. not that is not a prerequisite for being kind. <laughs> I tell That's people right. be kind. That's right. That's right. Um, and I know you're really popular on Instagram too where you also share the same information and you do daily tips. That's one thing I love. You're so consistent. <laughs> and every day you, there's a little nugget that she's walking in the park. She's doing something and she's sharing nuggets and, and those things I really love. And um, I just want to thank you for the space that you're creating for so many people and letting people understand that just be kind. I did an just interview the other day with this young lady on my podcast and she said what is something you want to share I said people need to be kind exactly kindness is one of the the one of the smaller things that people can do and we don't do it we we see someone and we think we have to put our own boundaries on them we have to put our own ways of life on them I used to be like that okay and I was I remember when I just just I mean become a christian fully knowing christ mm-hmm. i was one of the most judgmental person you can tell i used to go tell my friend if you don't do this you're going to hell oh dear mm-hmm. i know you know what i mean but yeah. it's from ignorance and not knowing sure. god for yourself that's right. That's right. but now that you know as i said as a child you put away childish things that's right as you learn about christ we may shed the things that not off him and we yeah. may walk in that purpose, whatever that looks like. People will always say things. And that's what I'm trying to learn. I haven't fully grasped it yet, but yeah. people will always talk and people will never understand yeah. that you have grow or you're growing. They want you yes. to stay the same way. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't matter. If those immigrants, if you weren't nice to them, they're probably, you know what I mean? You, yeah. you don't share the same culture, but we that's all fine. know one word. And it's to be kind. And that can change yeah. a lot of things. And that's one of my biggest mother this time. Just be kind to people. I know it's it's hard. And it's um yeah. it's in December and it's where a lot of people are sharing these things. So yeah. I hope as we leave this podcast today, we will learn something. And if you don't learn anything, just be kind to someone, even if they even if they make us angry. So yeah. anything else you want to add? Before we end our podcast, uh, you know, I just want to say that you know it it doesn't cost anything to be kind. And I, you know, if somebody say, well, what what is my what is the goal for you? Just be kind. Just make that a goal for yourself and and work on yourself. Do a lot of self coaching around. You know, I, I listen. I I struggle to be kind in my own house sometimes, and and no, um, my husband reminds me, you know, honey, what you said wasn't kind, and I was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I just sometimes I don't even know. Uh, my son reminds me, I said, listen, if you don't, if you see me not being kind, just tell me. So sometimes I just get so focused and uh, dogmatic at times. But I think the best way, the best way to be kind is just to begin to look um, at what's coming out of your mouth, what's in your heart, you know, is your genuine love for people. I mean, again, I go back to genuine love for people, no matter what, even if they don't know Jesus, especially if they don't know Jesus. That's where you shine the most. Not a church, not a, not a Bible studies, none of that because you're already in light. But when you go into the darkness, 
And when you shine, even if it's a little bit, even if it's a little bit kind, you'll shine bright and the whole place just illuminates with the light of Jesus Christ. So be kind. Thank you so much. Um, I could, I don't know, I could be telling you thank you, but you have said it. You have said it. You have hit it on the nail. It doesn't matter. And again, it's true. I'm not always kind. And mm -hmm. we're not coming from a perfectionist here. We're coming from two genuine Christian and authentic saying that even if you have to say to someone, hey, if I'm not kind to you, can you let me know? Yep. Because we could we could be going on something in our body and we don't even know. But okay. another thing, we could go into that, be one with your body so you can know when you're, and you tell people, you know what, if you see me really not acting out, I'm having a headache or I'm really yeah. having a bad day. I'm sorry, yeah. you know. Sometimes it don't even, and sometimes you're overburned out and I said, yes. and you're tired and you just flip, right? I'm yes. very, very guilty of that. My poor husband sometimes. But anyway, God, God, God is good. Your husband. <laughs> I know God is good, and I and I and I, I just want to thank Him for His love because He doesn't judge us for that's right who we are. And again, thank you so 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 much for just coming here and discussing. And from your busy schedule, I know how busy you are. And you find find time to me. I really appreciate that. Well, I I really appreciate your your efforts, your courage, again your bravery. You are you are an inspiration to me and to so many. So thank you, thank you. So as we wrap up this season and this episode, oh what a joy it was just to sit down with Jen. She's such a breath of fresh air. She's such a warm individual, and um. I'm, I was so excited to do this little chat with her because as I said earlier, we usually do this casually and encourage us as Christians and encourage us um, content creators. I call myself a content creator even though I'm a, a little bit in the space, but she's more into it than me. But as a sister to sister, um, we do these things constantly. As you hear my birds in the background, um, I just want to say, God, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you, listeners. Thank you for tuning in because season two, it's going to be deeper. Do you want to be immigrate? Do you know the, re the, 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 the process of being immigrated to a country? Come on over to season two and we are going to have something so powerful like no one else I've ever had. We're tapping into more deeper stories. And we might have familiar guests come back and share the immigration story. So thank you for listening to another great episode, another great season. But I just want to need, I need to end it right now and then regroup and come back because we're coming back stronger. <laughs>